Stephen Hopkins, and I'm here with my distinguished co-host, Ross Jamian. Hello, Ross. Welcome back. Hello. Welcome back. Uh, we taped, actually, a couple nights back, but it didn't work because my computer sucks. So here we are. So we're going to do almost... What did a... we do there? We discovered who killed JFK. We discovered who and what was in Grant's tomb and yep. all of the other secrets of the universe. Right, and so where, and where the moon that. landing was taped. So, like, we solved a lot of problems. We uh, did, but forever, I guess, nigh, no one will ever hear it. Exactly. Uh, so, so that one goes to the dustbins of history, but today we're taping before Pat's game. So we want to be concise, we want to be to the point, and we want to talk about some of the events since our last uh, podcast, which I think was two weeks back, we talked about exactly how the Manafort thing was going to unfold with him getting indicted. Um, and we dropped little little crumbs about where the investigation is going to go next. Right, so, so what are we going to talk about tonight? What's on the agenda? Well, so things are moving forward exactly as we planned and exactly how we expected. So tonight I thought we, we had talked about, you know, what's coming up next with uh, the indictments? What's coming up next with this whole Saudi Arabia sting operation uh, to break up all the money laundering? Which may also uh, connect to the Las Vegas shooting, which has been uh, still a mystery to everyone. Exactly, but it's now starting to come together what happened that day. Um, so we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to talk about all the stuff going on in Hollywood right now, who we can expect next, what's really going on, what are they rolling up, um, and you know, when's the boom going to get lowered? Because as we've said before... We are still in the early stages. I think we're in the top of the third inning with all the Hollywood stuff. There's still so much more baseball to be played. Um, so, you know, that's that's kind of what we want to talk. I mean, maybe if we want to start with that, right? Let's dive right in. Okay, so like last week we saw that, on, you know, each week more and more comes out. So we know two weeks ago it was Kevin Spacey. Then it turned into more Joss Whedon accusations. Then it turned into Richard Dreyfus. Then it turned into Ed Westwick of, I think, Gossip Girls, who raped three people, supposedly. Then it culminated, then it culminated in, uh, this past Thursday, uh, Louis C.K., uh, who had his special canceled because it came out that he disrobed and masturbated in front of, like, five women for no reason. Um, and, and it had been rumored a long time that Louis C.K. had some dirt on him. I don't think he this is... He to it. You know, he's one of those, you know, if, if you kind of know his personality, if you're a fan and listen to his comedy, he came right out with it and didn't shy and goes, yep, that's what I did. Yep, yep. But all these, so, but if you go back two weeks ago, or last month, when he was asked about, oh, there's some story about you pleasuring yourself, he actually said, no, that's all rumor, and I don't comment on rumors. So you can tell, like, a lawyer was preparing for this to happen. 
Uh, so he, you know, he denied it like they always, always, always do. Uh, denies something, deny, deny, deny. As the as more information comes out about it, they suddenly say, "Well, okay, you got me." Uh, Anthony Weiner did the same thing. Um, and in the interest of transparency, the whole Roy Moore thing, which 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 blew up the other day. You know, I don't, I don't know what side of the fence you're on that, but you know, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, it's a trap. It's a month away." Oh, Ross, Ross, Ross. Explain real quick. Who's Roy Moore? Roy. What's the scenario? Roy Moore is the insurgent candidate in Alabama. He beat the establishment Luther Strange in the primary. The former, uh, former state Supreme Court judge of Alabama, right? Correct. Republican ticket for governor. Correct. And I believe he was the one that moved, said there's something with the Ten Commandments statue or something like that. So he always, always had a checkered, controversial past. Uh, but he, but the thing is, he's been in the public spotlight for 38 years. Uh, without any, th- I mean, people will say what they will about his stance on issues. There was never any dirt on him as far as his private life. So here we are, a month away from uh, the election, and he's now being accused of, uh, you know, some some foreplay with a fourteen-year-old, which is filthy and disgusting. And then there are about three other people that stepped forward and said, "Yeah, he did similar with me when I was seventeen or 18. So you have a lot of people on the right. Either grody. it's very grody. You have a lot of people on the right saying either it didn't happen, which okay, mate, fair, uh, or they they try to rationalize it, and that's when it gets into trouble. I don't like. It's one thing to say I don't think something happened, but if it did happen, to then rationalize it away, I don't think that's a safe road to go down. You know, if they start nationalizing as in, oh, but in Alabama, the age of consent is 16 or 14 or 15, whatever. Right, and I think as one state auditor said, well, it's it's like when Mary and Joseph got married, they were both, uh, you know, he was a little older, but Mary was 13. Like, they try to start... Right, leave it to your Catholic cousins, Rob. Well, I was going to say, that's not that doesn't make the Christianity look good when you hear asshole auditors making that claim about how it's okay because of something else, and... Just either it happened or it didn't happen. If it did happen, the dude's got to go away and step down and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I, I don't know what to think. But the thing is, what these guys do, and especially Republicans, they don't help their own cause. Whenever you saw Todd Akin or all those other guys in 2012 where had all those stupid statements about rape and whatever, they always put their foot in their mouth because they say too much. And I think when, when Roy Moore was uh, interviewed on Hannity the other day, Hannity, to his credit, he gets... He gets shit on for not making, uh, for giving softball questions to conservatives. But he was actually like, he kept coming hot at Roy Moore. Because he's probably frustrated. He's like, look, dude, if you did it, free and come clean. If you didn't, tell us why. But I'm going to ask you some point blank questions about the girl, the situation, blah, blah, blah. And although Hannity is a Republican shill, or at least we thought he has been forever, he has been, as you know, as we know, a, a total MAGA supporter, right? So- he has. So he's actually gained credibility. And as I said last episode that we lost uh, to the ether, um, you know, I lost, I lost, I used to love Hannity at first, then he wouldn't call out Bush in his second term for stuff he did wrong, and then I kind of abandoned Hannity until this... Way too much of a sports ball politics. Uh, Yeah, exactly. He was very sports ball politics, and I don't like that. That used to be me, so I don't like that type anymore. And when he got on the MAGA train, I was like, okay, he's calling out the establishment for once in his life. i got to respect this guy again. Anyway, so Hannity was asking Roy Moore these questions, and he said, did you ever, you know, do X, Y, Z with, you know, teenagers? 
And then you, Roy Moore starts saying, well, generally, no, and I can't recall, and generally, I've never been known to do that. And gotcha. So the way he kind of tries to acquit himself, it's kind of like, uh, dude, you're getting a little sloppy. You might have some secrets that you're hiding. Uh, and that's kind of all it takes for people to go in for the kill. So, you know, on a related note, I mean, we, as we go to Hollywood, uh, so Roy Moore's in trouble. Uh, he's still up by 10 points in the poll, believe it or not. And we'll yeah, also named a bunch of names. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's Alabama, and I don't mean to hate on Alabama, but, I mean, they've done some stuff. So They've done some on, stuff. In that, in that subject. So, Hollywood, you named some names. I think I was going to also call it before, but you didn't name some of the other big names, right? Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen was... Uh, was George Takai. Oh, I've been waiting for George Takai forever. George for, Takai? Like, what? Really? I wasn't surprised by that. I wasn't surprised by that. Um, he's always been... Matthew, can you shut that door, please? Matthew. Matthew, shut that door. He, he came in and handed me his minion watch. Uh, what I'm going to do with it, I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, so... He, he, you know, George Takei, that broke Friday. That was the one I was going to say. He, I've always thought him to be sketchy. Um, no, not because he's gay. Uh, but because anytime he's on the Howard Stern show, uh, he's always making reference to the fact that he was a victim of sexual abuse. Or not abuse. He was supposedly in a consensual relationship with an older man, which is still pedophilic in nature, and he was a victim. Um, but it, And then another time, he came back to Howard Stern about a month ago during the Weinstein stuff and bragged brazenly about how he would go after younger people if they were, quote-unquote, skittish and, you know, nervous about what they wanted to do sexually. He would go and grab their junk and try to excite them. And he started doing that giggle over laugh that theatrical people do and Stern and Robin were like, whoa, dude, you're going, you're telling us a little too much here. You might want to curb it a little bit. And he kept going. And that, you juxtapose it with the allegation the other day uh, from 1981, which again, 40 years ago, same thing with Roy Moore. If you're ready to believe one but not the other, and it's just an allegation, you got to be consistent. Um, he supposedly got a guy drunk. That guy passed out on a yellow beanbag chair. Uh, the fact that he had that type of detail means I suspect something happened. Um, and the guy passed out, and he, he came to to find George, the guy's pants at his ankles, tugging on his dick. So oh, George. George. God, George. George, just a little consent, bro. That's all you need. That's just all you the need. the guy up and go, hey, I want to tug on your penis. You right. And the, guy, the thing is, the guy was 23, again, above the, above the limit. And Takei was like 43, so there's a tw around a 20-year difference. So he was preying on a younger person. Um, and he's saying the allegation is, is bunk, it's false, it never happened. But if you can piece two and two together with people, uh, and then Kevin Spacey at first was very like vague about it. I don't recall, I don't recall. Okay, yes, I'm sorry. Oh, by the way, I'm gay. I'm going to go seek treatment. You know, and then other people in that same period come forward and say, yep, yeah, he did the same thing to me. You start to understand how the lie falls apart. Right. Um, so here we are, fast forward, it's now Sunday, and uh, Roseanne Barr tweets out the other day, and Roseanne, you know, say what you will about I thought she was kind of Looney Tunes, but she's been weird outside of Hollywood. She kind of hates everybody. 
which I kind of like that. Um, what's that? I said, remember too, she has a very interesting and unique insight because she was on a show with kids. Yes. Right? Yes. Right? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. She has a very interesting insight into this whole thing. Right. And, and I've, I've started like our, our sports ball poll Twitter account is now following her. And she actually has some very interesting insights because, believe it or not, as much as she was an abrasive, toxic person in Hollywood, she appears to be one of the good guys uh, on the outside because she was hip to the game about pedophilia. Um, She's a MAGA supporter. She is. She is, actually. She came out as pro-Trump. Um, and she actually has said, she referenced something, a very red pill statement. She said there's a lot of MK Ultra in Hollywood. And Steve, do you want to walk through MK Ultra for the for the audience? Well, I believe MK Ultra came out as a CIA program that was, you know, created in the fifties. Yeah, give or take. Yeah, it was essentially one of because they've come out with other ones too, but it was one of their mind control programs, which is you know <clears throat> essentially a way, as some conspiracy theorists would theorize, uh, to create a Manchurian candidate or. You know, somebody like a Patsy that they could set up, uh, you know, like a, a Lee Harvey Oswald, uh, you know, to kill a, a specific target, political, uh, you know, cultural, whatever that may be. Right. And so that that program was, again, was the CIA's way of, of doing that and, 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 you know, experimenting on people's minds. Right. Exactly. And if you and if you again, if you're if you're a person pursuing fame through entertainment. You're kind of going to do, I'm not going to say I know everyone is like this, but you're going to try to do anything it takes to get there, right? Uh, you hear in the corporate world, so-and-so is ambitious, they do whatever it takes to move ahead, whatever that means. Uh, same with athletes, whatever it takes, taking bribes, blah, blah, blah. Well, in Hollywood, it's probably no different, right? So, I will do anything for this role, so that you talk about the casting couch. Not that the, their victims are bad, but the casting couch stories, oh... You know, you hear that John Travolta sucked a lot of dick to land acting roles. Um, so, Let me pause one uh, as part of this segment. You just made me think of I've read this last night. So the woman who played Wonder Woman, right? And remember, if there's anything more popular than something in Hollywood, it's something that absolutely kicks ass and makes a shit ton of money in Hollywood. Right. So in a series of flaming out broke movies and movie studios this year, which has continued to trend, by the way, in Hollywood. Yep. Um, Wonder Woman um, kicked ass. It made like $400 million, yep. right? Yep. And one of the producers, Brett Ratner, yes. right? Yes. The studio helped co-produce, and as part of that, they actually put up part of their money, their own money, to create that film. Correct. Right? They made big money this year off that film and that investment. So this guy's sitting there already successful, and he's just made tons of money, and they signed her up for two years, a sequel too. And you know what she came out and said this weekend? What? You guys want me to honor my contract and do a sequel to Superwoman? Get Brett Ratner off this project. I won't come back if he's not here, if he's here. Oh, that's awesome. I'm that, that's awesome. What, what a case of an immovable object coming together with a what is it? An unstoppable force. Right. Exactly. Right. 
this is one of those things because you go, holy shit, you can't replace Wonder Woman, could you? I mean, that's probably what would happen ultimately, and that's going to be sad. But what does that mean in a PR and optic sense if she holds tight, right? I think more than likely she's going to cave, but what a bold statement. Yep, and Brett Ragnar was the other guy. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. But he had multiple allegations against him. Um, yeah, so that's a big thing, though. That's very, and good for her for saying that, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, this is what, you know, this is what I've been waiting for personally. I mean, I've been in the stands going, you know what, women can. Uh, women are about 51 to 53% somewhere in our population. Yep. I don't know why they don't control things. Right, right. And that's a good way of exerting good control, right? You're saying... Absolutely. And that again, that movie grossed a lot. It's the one successful movie of the year besides the movie It, probably. And she can now hold the balls of everybody on that staff, as rightfully so, and say, we're not doing anything until that's this clown... That's using your platform for something good, Ross. That's yep. using your platform for something good. Because you know what the worst case scenario is? They, like I said, they fire her. Yeah. With the optics on... That whole that shit. You may see a, you may see an actual sit out of a movie. Correct. I don't know if that's ever happened in Hollywood history, but super interesting. It is, and, and you know they can find any other producer to do it. Brian Singer, oh, bad example, bad example. Brian Singer, the X Men guy, molesting little boys. He's a bad example. Um, the other guy that's still working. If they're chasing down the Corey Feldman name. Oh, um, Alfie is the other guy. John Grisham, Grissom, not the not the lawyer book author. Um, so so Corey came out and named another guy. Um, yeah, but one of the producers though, and it was in that movie you told me to watch. What's that name of that movie? We should actually. Oh watch? Uh, oh, it's um untold uh, uh open secret. Open secret, yeah, great documentary. I actually watched it the day you told me to watch it. Uh, what did you uh, think? Wasn't it powerful? Very powerful. Yeah. yeah, and they named that guy specifically, whoever that guy is. Yeah. Name right now. Yeah, the name escapes us, but you know, it's a whole network of people, uh, and that kind of leads to what Roseanne said the other day. She said, "After this week, everyone's going to be woke as fuck," um, which could be a cryptic message to say. And she was talking about a lot of the pedophilia stuff. I think something's going to break. Uh, there's been a lot of arrests lately of uh, child trafficking and child prostitution in the United States. And we'll talk about Saudi Arabia in a second. But in the United States alone, there has been a ton of arrests in California, Tennessee, I think Florida, uh, some other places in the Midwest. They're rolling up all of these prostitution, child prostitution rings. And that, I mean, people might not want to hear it, but that is a Trump thing. Trump has been against this for years. Um... He's he's rapping. It's totally a Trump thing. I mean, he was tweeting about this five years ago. Um, how they got to get all these perverts out of here? And say what you will, if you think Trump Trump himself is a pervert, um, you know, I don't believe. I just think he's a you know mis misogynist. But that's another thing altogether. But he's rolling up the prostitution rings, and I think you're going to start seeing all of the prostitution rings. I say prostitution and child prostitution, one and the same. Because it's pedophilia, but it's also trafficking of children, making them become prostitutes to the wealthy elite, the Jeffrey Epstein's of the world that Bill Clinton's very close with. Um, Kevin Spacey was on Pedo Island. I saw pictures of Spacey sticking his finger up some other guy's ass in a picture. They're all drinking. It's disgusting. Um, so 
It's a sick group, and I think you're going to start to see pedophilia rings busted in the United States, which God bless them for doing. It's long overdue. I wonder why our last couple presidents never did that. Because I think they were part of it. Because I, I think, well, you know the Clinton Foundation got in trouble for trafficking children from Haiti, uh, which is why Haiti despises the Clintons. They despise Hillary. Uh, because every, you know, all the child that were you know, sent out of Haiti for a better life because their parents died or whatever, a lot of those children, unfortunately, were trafficked as part of a pedophile ring into the United States. So they're, they're rolling up all that stuff. So I, And I said this last episode, but um, what Alex Jones had said on, on, on one of his shows recently was there's four layers to this Hollywood thing. The first layer is, you know, the elites preying upon women above age. Then the next layer down was the elites preying upon men above age. The third layer, which we're starting to get into now, is the elites, the wealthy producer types, the actors preying upon children. And that goes along with pedophilia. Uh, and, and all the stuff we're seeing from Corey Feldman, uh, all the next, the next rumor is that John Travolta is going to go down. Um, I wonder if why that's why his son killed himself if he found some shit. It could be. Could very well be. And, and what we mentioned last episode as well, and I'm still digging on this, but I did see a couple interesting theories was that Robin Williams took took his own life because it was assumed that it was it was uh, implied that he was doing some uh, diddling on the side. Again, whether that's just someone live action role playing and making up a story like they are close to the matter, I don't know, but he was associated with Corey Feldman from the Mork and Mindy days in the early 80s. So, um, and there was a whole like restaurant, it was called like the Soda Pop restaurant or something like that. Al, his name was Alfie Hoffman, was like the latest person listed. Uh, and he was kind of the limo driver, the guy that ran that place. And that's where all Melissa Milano, uh, Sean Astin, Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, a lot of those act, the child actors went there after they would tape. And that's where all the producers would be lurking uh, to, to, to be predators. So, And there was a rumor that Robin Williams uh, was someone that dabbled with you know, underage boys. Uh, although, to be fair, Corey Feldman, after Robin Williams died, uh, did tweet out that, you know, he always had good experiences with Robin Williams. So, could be that Robin Williams was innocuous, uh, but there's also another side that says he had some demons that we are just starting to hear about. So, well, you know about cocaine. What about cocaine. it? <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. It is a hell of a drug. <laughs> um... So I don't know, and he was big into the drug scene in the 80s, so I don't know what it led people to do. But again, you're seeing that Charlie Sheen, um, when Corey Haim was 13, uh, was you know accused of, of being the person that, the, the rumored A-lister that raped Corey Haim. And again, at the time, I believe Charlie Sheen had just completed Platoon, so his stock was rising. Um, and he was 19 years old. Who was? Uh, Charlie Sheen. So Sheen was 19, Haim was 13. Yeah, when he was on the set of that movie with Haim starring as a little kid. Oh, God, that's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, Sheen, so so Denise Richards, when she was married to him, as part of the deposition, and this is, I saw the paperwork, it's all public. Um, 
did in fact say to, that she found Sheen uh, with child pornography on his computer, and it was all gay child pornography. Uh, it was gay porn plus child pornography. So I'm more concerned about the child pornography part. Um, and she thought there was a problem there. So, it, it, and it's all starting to it's all starting to come together. Does that mean Martin Sheen's involved? We have no reason to know either way. Um, He's got to be somehow. I see. I don't know. There are so so. The next point is that Kaya Jones, who's gotten notoriety as being the p pussycat doll person that stepped away from fame and said it's all one big cesspool of prostitution, um, she said that quote unquote. I'm paraphrasing here. The list of names you're going to hear is going to be heartbreaking, but the truth needs to come out, and it's about time. So. Between that, the Roseanne Bar, these are people that have broken free. And, and also, Nicole Scherzinger, who's the lead singer of Pussycat Dolls, uh, kind of like the leader of that group, uh, she had said about five, seven years ago that in order to become an elite entertainer, you have to sell your soul to the devil. And that's known, and we're all seeing it now, because the Madonnas of the world, all the occultic, you know, Britney Spears, I don't know if she went full occult. We saw that with Kesha, we've seen it with Nicki Minaj, we've seen it with Beyonce. Uh, they all channel this occultic dark side. And for whatever reason, it feels like they're selling their souls. So um, it's very interesting to see how that works. So uh, more Alex names. Jones calls them goblins. These goblins. Goblins. Yeah. Goblins. Go vile <laughs> goblin pig vomit. You <laughs> vomit. Vile. Vomit goblins. That's our new, by the way, that's our new lead-in. It used to be the Hillary thing. There was a remix of Alex Jones talking about goblins. That's right. gonna. That's our new, I'll put it in today. Anyway, so that's the Hollywood synopsis. We're 25 minutes in. I'm trying to keep time check. Um, but, but what else happened halfway across the world uh, that somehow relates to the prostitution... The Great Purge, we'll call it. The Great Purge. The Great the, Saudi Purge. The Saudi Purge, which links to so many other things right now um, that we're going to uncover. Uh, Steve, you can just go and start eating your dinner. I'm just going to drop some data. Is that cool? Do it. Do it. Uh, so, last week we found out that there was a roll-up of money laundering so if you're following, as it is now, there's going to be a double takedown of all the world elites. All of the new world order is going down. And it's being coordinated by different players. Uh, so last, you know, Manafort money laundering. That's just the first step. If you can connect dots, they're now going after money launderers. Because, as we said, Russia was not mentioned more than five times. And it was only mentioned as a descriptor in the Manafort uh, indictment. Trump's name was not mentioned at all. No transactions from Russia. Everything related to Manafort's lobbying days when he was a consultant for the Ukraine. Uh, so money laundering is what is under Mueller's purview right now. He's confirming that there's no Russia collusion, but he's going to start arresting people, or I'm sorry, indicting people for money laundering. So the next phase is you're going to start to see the Podestas get nervous. Uh, uh, Tony Podesta stepped down from his agency the next day, actually the day Manafort got indicted, um, and a couple days ago, the person that was supposed to replace him, she quit and told half the staff they're getting pink-slipped. And that Podesta group, as it used to be known, will not exist by this time a month and a half from now. 
So now the Podestas, who are the big money launderers and big lobbyists in D.C., are getting nervous. And so we saw, we're seeing every rat scurrying that's a lobbyist in the U.S. Uh, uh, in Saudi Arabia, the same thing is happening. And they've arrested 12 Saudi princes and people associated with them, billionaires, for money laundering. Uh, and one of them is Prince something, 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 Talal, who is the weird mustached prince with the big mole. You always see with this, the sunglasses. He just looks big like... U.S. investor of tech companies. Big time. Big time. So, Including Twitter. He, yep, he has about a quarter stake in Twitter. He's got a huge stake in Fox News. And to be fair, I started blasting Fox on Twitter because they were not covering the Saudi arrest. So if, if, if we're going to make fun of CNN for not covering when a DNC person gets you know, in trouble with the law, we have to be consistent and say, hey, Sean Hannity, hey, Fox News, why aren't you covering the Saudi arrests? Absolutely. You know, so it's about putting your money where your mouth is and being consistent. So they didn't cover the Saudi story. Neither did MSNBC and NBC and CNN. They didn't, none of them covered it because I think they're nervous because what's going to happen is the Saudis that went down – are all linked to the Clinton Foundation. And the Bush. And the Bushes. And the Bushes. Bandar and the Bushes. Uh, and Bandar Bush, actually. Bandar Bush, bro. He was arrested, too. They just announced he was one of the people arrested. Yeah, they took down all of that, that old regime that was all, like, cowtailing to the Bushes. Right, right. So the Saudis and Bushes were very close. But to be fair, the Clintons were also close with the Saudis. And, you know, Talal actually funded Obama's education. This all came out in some of the WikiLeaks that Talal. Yeah, you told me that. That's really crazy, and I'm going to have to see some of that. Yep. I mean, dig I'm into have it. To see me some of that. You're going to have to look into that because, um, from what I've read, he actually funded Bin Laden. Uh, Bin Laden. Osa Obama's. Um, funded Bin Laden. You he, heard it here. Well, he actually he kind of did that too. Um, but he, oh, this story is going to take a wild turn in the next 30 seconds. You watch. Um, so, so he funded Obama's education. Why is that? Because Obama's mom was CIA connected. You talk about Manchurian candidates, Steve. Obama was trained and groomed to be president. Um, this is 25, 30 years in the making. So, yeah, well, we've talked about this, and I feel like we made that connection with Macron, right? Yep. Over in a very similar, you know, rise uh, into power, very sketchy, similar, you know, situations. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, totally. Like they go into like globalist think tanks at a young age. Uh, their education's funded by like mysterious benefactors who smell like mothballs. And, you know, these people fund them and they get them into the positions they want. They compromise them. Uh, like Obama's. Do you remember when I poured in this out? I don't remember if it was on a podcast or if it was us just chatting, but we'll bring it up again right now, is that every single leader of the EU does not have children or grandchildren. Oh, that's right. We talked about that behind the scenes. Right? So a lot, and, and not, it's not a firm thing, but a lot and, of... And, and, and you know what's interesting is, I believe, look at the new leader. Was it a Poland that just uh, elected a 32-year-old like kid? Austria. Austria. It would be very interesting to see if he's uh, married with children. He is, actually. He's married with children. Ironically, well, he's a nationalist. Ross, he better watch the fuck out. Right. <laughs> he is going to be taken. He is 
a Donald Trump candidate. He is not one of those Manchurian candidates that the EU's been posting. That's up true. That's true. I mean, I think uh, the guy uh, who's the uh, oh god, I forget, I forget his name, but I know exactly who you're talking about. One of the heads of the EU um, doesn't have children. Merkel has stepchildren. Yeah, Theresa May has no children. Um, I don't uh, know. The, the new guy we just mentioned, Macron, and his uh, Macron uh, has stepchildren. Yeah, Macron has stepchildren, and we're not and we're not taking shots of people without children. But I'm saying, if globalists are in control of the future generations, and they have no skin in the game, and a lineage to pass down, they're not going to be as they're not going to give a shit about the future as much. I know it's going right, to talk, exactly. It's just common sense. It's going to offend people that listen to this. I don't really give a shit. Um, you know, it's you know what I mean. It's, I got to use my words carefully, but they, they're not as plugged in as far as oh, you know, my next generation, my grandkids are going to have to pay for this. Blah, blah. They don't give a shit. They're not going to have grandkids. You know, so um, that that was a very good, astute point, Steve. I, I hadn't thought of that. So, but yeah, so the Saudis. Uh, are getting are so so there was so we we've talked about how Trump's tweets are coded right they're not things it's not just like Trump it's Trump trying to appear crazy Trump is doing all of this with a code so for instance he tweeted for the first time in about six months or at least since his trip to Saudi Arabia a couple months back he made a tweet related to Saudi Arabia he said look uh, it would be wonderful if Aramco which will be the biggest company in the world once it goes public. In Saudi Arabia, that's their energy company, the state-run energy company. Once that does an IPO, Trump would love that to be on the New York Stock Exchange. So that was what they talked about back in April, May, or the summertime. Hey, how do we clean you guys up, get rid of the old guard, bring in the new guard? They made some deals. Trump said, you guys are not going to have oil forever. Your oil revenues are starting to go down. We have fracking. We have shale. We're going to kick your ass to be an energy supplier for decades to come. Get on board with kind of building your infrastructure without relying on oil. The only way you can do that is you can start listing on some of our stock exchanges and opening things up. Uh, Trump said, you can do that anytime you want under one condition. You clean up your friggin' country. None of this throwing gays off of buildings uh, or women have to wear beekeeper suits all the time. They can't drive. They have to sit outside while men eat. I need you guys to modernize your country. Uh, I need you to clean up the money laundering. Get your shit together, so, <laughs> so get, to speak. Basically, get your shit together, because the rest of the world has moved on, and you're still living in the 15th century. So get it together, and then we will let you list whatever companies you want on our stock exchanges. It's a deal. It's a bilateral deal for both of us. Um, and the Saudis said, yeah, let's do it. Um, and what did, you, what did you see? You saw the tweet come out in the morning, on a Saturday morning, U.S. time, and within five hours, Saudis announced the crackdown. If you think that's just a weird coinky dink, you know you're stupid. You're it's not. It's not a weird coinky dink. It's at not all. a coinky dink at all. Uh, much like we've said before, when Trump starts tweeting about how, oh, I wish the DOJ would investigate Uranium One. Oh, where's Sessions? I wish he would. I wish he would investigate Fusion GPS. I wish they would investigate the IT, Awan brothers that were helping Debbie Wasserman Schultz. And everyone's like, "Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah, come on, Sessions, get in the game." Blah blah blah. Time out. 
it's already happening. He's trying right, to create exactly. noise. Noise. He wants noise so that he wants people to chase rabbits while he does things with his own. You know, chase the so left well, hand. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. How much intelligence are they going to glean from the roundup of all those Saudis that have been doing business with the Bushes and the Clintons and the Obamas for the past three decades. Oh, it's going to it's going to break. Right? Things. How many of them are going to roll? Right. Because oh. They're, they're, guess what, Ross? In Saudi Arabia, they are allowed to torture. Yes. Yes. They're allowed to torture there, bro. They're not allowed to torture here, even though, like during the Bush regime and even Obama, they were like kind of okay with it. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So, so things are. So you, you think it's bad here? You think it's bad here with the money laundering in Saudi Arabia? They will cut your head off. We may actually watch some of these princes get their heads cut off live. Absolutely, they may. And before they do it, they may they may be giving up uh, some serious some serious stuff on uh, on the Obamas and the Clintons. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen because the king who took Trump's deal was kind of waffling. It's not because he's a good guy. He's still Saudi scum, um, but he said, look, you're right, Donald, oil revenues aren't going to drive the day anymore. We need to kind of set our stage for the next couple of decades. His son, who's part Syrian, one of the 57 wives of King Salman, is Syrian, and his crown prince is his favorite son, Mohammed bin Salman, MBS for short. He's 32 years old. He's the Arab, he was the Arab parent. He's the crown prince. He's going to... There, there's rumors that were, were walked back today that the king is going to abdicate the throne any day now. Whether that's true or not doesn't matter. He's got early stage dementia. He's not long for this world. It's kind of a race to see who's going to die first, him or John McCain. Um, and I think King, uh, king Salman will abdicate eventually to MBS, who is a very moderate for Saudi standards. Um, he's the one that took pride in the fact that women are now driving. Uh, they can go out in public now without wearing those, you know, hijabs. Can I quote? I'm sorry, let me do it. Can I quote a tweet from Donald Trump on December 11th, 2015? Yes, go for it. Think about that. How long? That's almost two years ago. Yep. Right. Yep. And well, a year more before he was elected president. Ready? Yep. Dopey Prince Alawi Talal, that's who you're talking about, yep. wants to control our U.S. politicians with daddy's money. Yep. Right? U.S. politicians he's talking about? Clintons. Yep. Obama. You ready? The yep. last line? Can't do it when I get elected Trump 2016. Oh, man. Is that fantastic? Oh, it's fantastic. And that's the head he's mounting on the wall. That's the that's first, right. that's an awesome head to mount on the wall. But you thought what we just told you was crazy about money laundering and he, he he's involved with all the Clinton Foundation and all this other crap? Here's the next step. What happened at the beginning of October in Las Vegas? Okay. You tie that in and I'll add. <laughs> okay, I was trying to do a dramatic setup. But, uh, <laughs> but the ball went out of bounds. Um, so... Fast forward, no, actually go back in time to October 1st, I think, when the Las Vegas shooting happened at the Mandalay Bay Resort uh, on the 32nd floor by Stephen Paddock, who was a very well-to-do uh, card shark, whatever, gambler there. He was well-known by everybody in the building. When I say everybody in the building, I mean all the way up to the 39th floor. And floors 35 39 are the um, 
oh, uh, the Ritz-Carlton, right? Or is the Four Seasons, one of them, I forget what it's called. Either the Four Seasons or the Ritz-Carlton. Um, who owns the Four Seasons there in the top of that building? Uh, a certain Saudi prince, a dopey Saudi prince. The same one we just mentioned. The same one we just mentioned. And, and why is that a big deal? Well, because whenever he came to the United States, that's where he'd be conducting his business deals, okay? The, four, the top floors of the Mandalay. And that's its own... I wonder if that guy was an, um, an MK Ultra. The guy that was shot... Uh, I'm sorry, the shooter, Stephen Paddock? The shooter. I wonder if the shooter was an MK Ultra guy. I think he was a guy... So what the, what the MK Ultras do, they like to go after loners... Uh, so if they're not good-looking, they can't go in the entertainment business. But if they're a not-good-looking, schlubby loner, um, the government will take them in. If they usually have very high intelligence levels, the government will take them in and kind of mold them into the Manchurian candidate of their choosing. And a lot of these guys do exactly what I think you're going to find out. They gun-run. They go to the highest bidder. They say, I'm a loner, I hate my country, I hate my life, I hate myself. I'm into drugs, whatever. Please take me under your wing. I'll do whatever you want. Uh, just give me some type of nice life where I can, you know, do the materialistic things. What this guy did, I believe, was become a gun runner. He met everybody at this Las Vegas hotel, including likely the prince, got involved with the prince. That's why it's been kind of sloppy when they say, oh, he's ISIS, he's not ISIS. Um, he was gun running for the Saudis. And he was gun running for... Uh, Prince Talal. And what I believe happened, uh, I'm hearing mixed reports that either Trump or Pence were in the area, but more importantly, MBS was staying in Las Vegas that same weekend. And I think what was going to happen, there was a planned takeout of the Saudi crown prince by Talal. Talal represents the old guard of the Saudis that gave us 9-11 uh, the Bandar Bush side of the fence that wants war, that wants to arm terrorists, that wants Saudi Arabia to get equipment from the United States, that wants to launder money, that wants to run child prostitution rings. Again, that's more that's more common over there than it is here. And I think this was a this was a botched a botched assassination attempt coordinated by Talal. The hired gun was gun runner Stephen Paddock. He was supposed to take out the crown prince. There's a video coming around. You could look this up. It shows a bunch of um, a bunch of. Uh, it looks like Secret Service or people armed with ARs walking a bearded gentleman through the Vegas casino. Now this was this was the Tropicana. It was not necessarily Mandalay Bay, but they're they're very nearby each other, and they were all U.S. type soldiers guarding him. Uh, supposedly, there was a firefight. This is the part they're not telling anybody. There was a firefight in a completely different location of Las Vegas where the prince was staying, the crown prince was staying. And a lot of his security detail was killed. Uh, there's videos from Laura Loomer, who has an active, she's a former Project Veritas person, showing dead bodies completely separate from anywhere the Mandalay Bay shooting was of the concert. So... Connect the dots here. It appears the crown prince was given a, a, an escort out to safety by U.S. Secret Service or by U.S. guards. And he was, he was deemed safe. The, sh the, the assassination attempt was, was foiled. 
or something went wrong. Um, and what they did was the, the, the prince, the, the Talal, uh, the dopey prince, said, okay, this is all foiled. Turn this into a formal terrorist attack. Just start shooting on people. Right. And so Paddock, still an asshole, um, was the one that was going to gun down the, the crown prince. He was taken out, and then you see a bunch of you know jihadis or, or people close to Prince Talal unloading on everybody. Uh, that's why you have 500 injured, 60 dead. And what they started doing was shooting at an oil tank or some type of gas tank that would distract everybody if it blew up. So if they were able to blow it up, it would have distracted people from the immediate concert scene and everyone would be more concerned about not catching on fire because that would have caused mass casualties. So think of Vegas now as an assassination attempt on the crown prince gone wrong. Uh, so they took out Paddock. Paddock was still bad news, but I do believe Paddock was, they turned on him, took him out, and then uh, an assortment of, of shooters took out, you know, 500 people at the concert as a distraction from the failed assassination attempt. When they realized shit was going to go down, uh, they used the 35th through 39th floor to kind of do all the gun running, and here's how, you know, here's how we get, th we get things up to the 39th floor, we bring them down to the 32nd floor where Stephen Paddock's staying from the 25th on. That's kind of how it goes down. Because I believe the prince was there the same time as the crown prince and Mike Pence. And there's a lot of stuff going down that weekend. Um, so that's the stuff that you don't really hear. But the fact that the prince, and the fact that that was the first guy that went down, I think uh, it's MBS sending a message. I, I know exactly what you assholes tried to do. You saw one of the competitors to the crown prince uh, his son was one of the 11, 12 people arrested. He went down in a plane crash the next day. So right away, you're seeing the jockeying, right? You're seeing the good Saudis versus the bad Saudis. And, you know, praise the Lord, it looks like the good Saudis are going to get in control. Uh, and Trump can work with uh, a young moderate that's going to help modernize the Islamic faith uh, in its capital. So things are looking up on the Saudi front. What happens next? Well, indictments are starting to pile up. Sealed indictments are piling up all over Virginia and D.C. Uh, we believe, we suspect that the next wave of molar indictments are going to hit. It's going to engulf perhaps some people in Trump's orbit if they lobbied. Uh, there's rumors that Mike Flynn uh, lobbied for Turkey, that there was a, there's a wackadoodle rumor that he tried to take out Fatula Gulen who is in the Poconos up here in Pennsylvania, he's the competitor of uh, Erdogan, Erdogan, uh, that was responsible for launching the failed coup last year. Um, right. But that Turkey's fucked up. I'm, I mean, you know, I'm, not, I'm never going to say a good word about Turkey anyway, because I'm Armenian. Um, so let them fight it out. May, may they all die. Uh, the government, at least. Um, so other than that, though, you know, you may see Flynn, but that it's going to turn and it's going to get the Podestas, it's going to get uh, maybe people in the Clinton orbit. It's going to get a ton of lobbyists. Um, and I think that leads to the kind of like the last topic we were going to share tonight, Fusion GPS. And it was, it was a prediction that Steve and I actually made a couple months back on, our episode, on one of the episodes where we said Fusion GPS, who was also going to get indicted, I do believe, um, they were the one, they were the, the intel agency, the disinformation agency, that has hired 
by political parties to create dirt on their opponents. Um, and this was the one that was originally funded by a Republican never-Trumper. Um, when they realized that Trump was going to win the nomination, they kind of gave, they said, okay, I'm done with this. Return it back to sender, and anyone can then pick up that opposition research and run with it. So Fusion GPS got Jeb involved. Jeb said, no, I don't want it anymore. Rubio passed on it. Then it was up for grabs for the Democrats. And the Clinton campaign grabbed it, I believe, in January of 2016, uh, put another $10 million into the writing of it. Uh, the dossier was then written by Robert St uh, Christopher Steele, former Orbis, Orbis International Consultant, worked with Fusion GPS to write the dossier, uh, and then the Clintons forked over $9 million. Obama put in almost a million. And that was used as a means to get the wiretap on the Trump administration. They used this dossier as a mechanism to get wiretapping. And now, fast forward to 2017, Glenn Simpson, the guy that runs Fusion GPS, is now in the hot seat. Uh, the Justice Department, the FBI, they're all investigating Fusion GPS because we're going to find out that not only is the dossier fake, we've known that for a while now, but we're also going to find out that Fusion was paying journalists to write Russia collusion stories. We're going to find that everything was made up about Russia collusion. Um, every day the CIA loses credibility from WikiLeaks because all of the gear that they're using to say hey, this was all Russia, we have proof, it's all fingerprints that can be put on by CIA. And I think that's why Julian Assange is releasing when he does. He just released Vault 8 last week. So um, you're going to see that Fusion GPS was kind of the glue that held the Russia collusion story together. Um, and they're going to be in the hot seat. And just recently, uh, Simpson worked out some deal where he's going to talk. Originally he took the fifth the fifth he's now saying okay i'll talk but you got to secure safety for my family so i think what they're saying is okay you may go to jail but at least your family will be safe and you can talk now and he's going to start talking about who approached him and what uh and i think everything's going to backfire on the democrats and Mueller's going to do exactly what we thought he was going to do and go after everybody for money laundering go after dnc for all of the you know the fusion gps stuff and it's all, it's all going to go down in the next couple weeks or so. Probably by Christmas, the cards the cards fall. So, any any takeaways on your side? I know I did a lot of the talking, but that's the latest intel. Oh, it's fantastic information, and it's uh, it's it's. Yeah, I think we're right. We're right at the uh, at at the most important time right now, which is really exciting. Yeah, it is, and, and I, we got into it last time. Um, we talked about we've talked about 4chan and Reddit and Poll a couple times, and yeah, it's where a lot of so it's it's not dark web, but it's like it's the creepy message boards that a lot of people don't dare go right, and and it's it's where a lot of people go there to pretend to be people they're not. A lot of people go there to just be racist jerks. I'm saying nice words because my youngest just walked in the room. I can start saying swears again. Um, but it's where a lot of, you know, you'll see the racist assholes go on and they'll start saying the N-word, they'll make fun of Jews, blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm not there for that. A lot of people go to, to poll to get intel. 
Because what happens is there's three different types of people there. There's the racist, slimeball, alt-right, loser, white nationalist, neos. Those people, you can go to a certain thread for those. I choose not to obviously go there. I go for the intel and data. There's the other people that want to go there to just read the news uh, unfiltered. And then there's other people that will drop intel. They'll say, oh, I work in the FBI. I work in the CIA. I work in NSA. I'm speaking in code here so no one can catch me. Uh, but here's what's going on. Well, it's kind of taken on a life of its own because there's a guy going in as Q Anonymous. He called himself QAnon. And it's going viral in the Twitter sphere because he dropped a lot of really detailed intelligence hints that some have come true. And he gave about, I mean, there's just like big, huge charts that could fill a wall of an investigator where of just like connecting points and dots and stuff that's going to happen and blah, blah, blah. And while the dates may not play out when we think they are, uh, he has been very prescient so far. Uh, it's a person that would only have certain levels of clearance to know this information. And it, some say it's Sarah Sanders, the press secretary, going on this board. Others say it's actually Trump, which would be freaking crazy. Um, but I don't know who it is. It could be a, a LARPer, someone that's just live action role playing, you know, trying to get people all wound up. But it's it's fun to pay attention to because you can see and check off the boxes that are, they're correct on. Um, so he, they're saying, oh, it's calm before the storm. Stuff's about to go down, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, that's 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 alternative media anyway. Something's always about to go down, right? And it happens half the time, and most of the time it doesn't happen. Um, but so this guy gave really, you know, critical insights. He's connecting dots on Saudi. He said they're rolling it all up. Um, this might be a nice early Christmas gift to those that are waiting for the whole system to come down. Um, so it's very interesting to see that play out. Um, so just look for a lot of arrests starting to come up. Look for the, the one-two punch of arrests for money laundering and buying influence with the Clinton Foundation and the Saudis. And then look for the child prostitution stuff to get all. Yeah, it's all coming bit. up this next this up this week coming up. Could be this we'll week. Be back uh, to again um, talk about it, recap what we just went over, and talk about the new things that are going to be unfolding coming up here soon. Right. So that's why it's critical. I'm glad, Steve, we were able to recap a lot of the stuff from the other day without missing anything, because right. if we can tee stuff up on Sundays, people listen. And then they see the week unfold, and it's like, holy shit, I didn't hear this on CNN. They weren't talking about this on Fox News. Why is that? I mean, we give you more data per minute than <laughs> than most websites, right? So, right. Um, I don't know. Any, any other takeaways from that? Is there stuff that you're reading about or heard that we should be on the lookout for? Or I mean, you and I kind of read the same stuff. No, I, I I think that you know we're it, what the, the real thing to look out for that I'm excited about because we've been talking about this and railing against it, you know, because we've been paying attention and we see it. And we're we're trying to stay as centrist as possible and not be all about the sports team one way or another. Is that all of the corruption that's been going on from the Obamas to the Clintons to the Bushes, right? Yeah, and really perpetuated by Obama in his last eight years and Hillary Clinton. Uh, on behalf of the Clinton Foundation as the Secretary of State. 
I think that they've raped and pillaged this country and, you know, people like us have been screaming as loud as we can about it. And now it's finally coming out, right? It's yeah. what we talked about in the last one. Things take so long to play out, right? They and, do, they do. You know, in, in old school world, we live in such a new school world with lightning fast information, but, you know, geez, like, the old school institutions are still so slow. Uh, so, you know, we're now a year into Trump's presidency and he's now finally, like, getting to the bottom of all this Russian collusion and it's coming to find out that the only people doing Russian collusion were the DNC on behalf of Hillary. Right, right. And and, and you're right, to your point, it's disgusting. It's, dis it's disgustingly slow, but it's also frustrating because we now hear that you know, Debbie Wasserman Schultz is getting cover for the IT scandal and DNC server scandal because her brother is the assistant DA in DC, and you know he's he's pulling strings to make sure stuff doesn't happen. Um, I'm emailing this guy tomorrow. The judge, the old judge that was on the Fusion GPS case, has been kicked off. So for like five seconds, you know, alternative media was like, "Yeah, great, finally some justice will be served." Well, the new guy that's coming in as the judge is friends with Podesta. They teach a class together. And you're just like, holy shit, why, why is this happening? Right. You, know, is there so, you can't get another judge that has no connection to either party. You have to get a judge that's friends with Podesta, who was involved with Fusion GPS. And you you want to hear how corrupt and horrible CNN and, and globalists they are? Yeah. <laughs> they've now they've now moved on into saying that the same Russian trolls that you know a, a quote unquote affected our election with all these ads were also now found to be the ones that were pushing pro Brexit tweets on the day of the UK referendum. Oh, so clearly that's and now needs to be questioned. Right, of course that needs right. to be questioned. That's right, and 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 okay, CNN is just. Fucking fake news! I hate them. It's so disgusting. And did you see what the media was doing today? So Polish is celebrating its independence. It's been independent for a while, but like they're they're celebrating out yeah, the streets. And guess how it's being branded? A bunch of neo Nazis and alt right yeah. nationalists. Yeah. Yep. So, so they they go out to celebrate their own independence, and now they're being branded as alt right white nationalists. You know what's great, too, is that revisionist history, which the left loves to do, taking down statues, you know, like, yep. let's hide all this stuff. Adolf Hitler was a liberal socialist. Yeah, he sure he was. was. A liberal socialist, Bernie Sanders and all the fucking people. Right. Who are talking, right? Like, hello, everybody. He was a member of the left. He was Antifa. He was... A socialist. He was not a member of the right, and if you, I don't like the right either, as you know, like, yep. I don't think you do. But we, we're not revising history because you guys don't like it, right? Yep. No, 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 and it doesn't fit your narrative. You guys are part of the same fucking left that that motherfucker was. Right. Period. Exactly. End of story. Exactly. And the only way to remove that in history is to remove yourself right. from that camp. Right. That's it. Because you're right. not changing where he was. It's already done. Exactly, and they're slow on the uptake. They're they're letting, you know, you and I can come at it from an intellectual or at least a real data type position, and then layer in some emotion. They're all emotion right now, so they're it's not thinking. This is not going to change the fact that Hitler was far left. Correct, correct. But facts don't matter. It's twenty seventeen. Facts don't matter. Uh, it's about feelings. It's about the tinglys in your penis. So that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of how these people operate. 
Um, so yeah, Poland, you know, expressing their independence, happiness is now alt-right nationalism. And uh, Russian bots, Macedonian bot farms affected the 2016 general election in the U.S., the Brexit. And according to a deleted tweet from George Takei, Russian bots were involved in spreading the story about the allegation he was a dick grabber. I can you believe it? It's like, it's, it's, it's uncanny what they will do. And people will be like, no, oh, that sounds right. Yep, okay, yep, that, that sounds right. That sounds right. Um, oh, the, the other thing I want to talk about. So much has been made about Donna Brazil, right? She released her book. Um, and there's this weird obsession with a certain somebody that was murdered. In DC. Oh, Seth Rich. So Seth Rich was obviously the one murdered July 10th of 2016, and Donna Brazil dedicated part of her book to him. And then she said something, but Donna Brazil is not married, has no children. She said, If you ever know what it's like to bury a child, I had to bury one of my children, Seth Rich. So. <laughs> You know, if, if if Seth Rich was just a random staffer of no importance, why is he interacting with Donna Brazil? Why was he the head of the, you know, the new voter ID registration in the IT department of the DNC? We suspect, of course, he was indeed the leaker with his brother. The ones yeah, that he was an amazing American patriot that's going to be found to be just that, and he got killed for it. And he got killed for it. And that's what I think, that's the last thing that Donna's protecting. She's trying to give enough breadcrumbs that people investigate. She supposedly was on her own investigation where she said, you know, I had to, I thought I was, they were coming after me and they were going to kill me. Um, I thought that they were going to try to break into my house. I always had to check through the blinds and keep them down so they couldn't spy on me. Well, why would you be doing that if Seth Rich was just a, well, a botched robbery, Right. Um, right. so, you know, she's letting, but she then comes back and says, well, it's because of Russia collusion, Russia collusion. And then the Hillary Clinton's campaign drafted a letter from like a hundred people saying, ah, oh, this is not, we did not rig anything we don't recall what you're saying, blah, blah, blah. And then they said, perhaps Russia's disinformation is affecting you too, Donna Brazil. So it's almost like they're wagging in our face now. Like, are you kidding me? You're using this as an excuse for everything, right? Right. So it's really pathetic. And if you're still believing Russia collusion by now, when there's going to be indictments um, that have nothing to do with Russia collusion, it'll just be money laundering, which is bad. But with other countries like Ukraine, Turkey, like, there's no Russia collusion. It just doesn't make sense. And that's, I think, the final thing to fall. Um, which is why it's electoral extinction for the Democrats if this all gets out by 2018. So, um, so that that's kind of that's kind of the high view right now. I mean, hey, yo, that's a lot. We need to uh, we got it all down, and now we just need to follow up in a couple days as everything starts breaking, as we know it will. Yep, and then we'll see where it goes, and then we'll kind of run through what the next wave is going to be. But I, I do think. It's going to be a big week as far as new allegations coming forward. And as things typically work, they're not going to go out with a whimper. They're going to go out with a bang. Like, the Hollywood scandal is not going to die off with, like, oh, and then so-and-so said I looked pretty, and then that was it, and Tom Hanks, you know, touched my armpit, and blah, blah, blah. It's going to go out with there was prostitution of children, um, 
you know, people were doing XYZ with children, they're actors, they're famous, yada yada. So that's where it's all going. And, and that's what we're trying to stay on top of. And I'll, you know, I'll give whatever information I find because I'm a nerd with this stuff. I will dig, dig, dig until I can't dig anymore. Um, so. Perfect. So that's that. Pat's around in 15 minutes. We got an hour and three minutes. We'll stop now. We'll reconvene later this week as more information comes available. But I would expect the Mueller indictments to pick up again this week. So fantastic. So we'll we'll join <clears throat> we'll join and get back on it, and uh, we'll bring you some more breaking news coming up soon, shortly. Perfect. Awesome. I will talk to you soon. Everyone else have a wonderful week. Take care. Bye bye. Bye.